0: Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit JohnMorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey John here, welcome back to another episode. So this one I'm gonna be talking about going from good to great as a developer. And this sort of came up uh, from a post over on Instagram from uh, The Coder Coder. It's Jessica Chan. Her handle over there is The Coder Coder, which, by the way, uh, if you're not over there following her, I'd definitely highly recommend that. She posts a lot of great info and is just a really cool person. So I would highly recommend following her. Again, it's The Coder Coder. It's all just sorted together over there on Instagram. But she she created a post where she talked about going what it takes to be go from good to great as a developer. And her sort of point was that, there, you know, there's a lot of when it comes to this sort of thing, there's a lot of talk uh, and focus on having good skill, uh, tech skills uh, in order to be good at your job. But in her experience as a developer, she realized that the best devs aren't just good at code. There's actually a lot of other skills that go beyond that. And so I want to share with you some of what she wrote and then also some of my own thoughts on this and some of the things that I've learned uh, over the years in trying to go from good to great. So if you've been coding for a while and you want to take that next step and you want to get the best jobs, the best clients, the best prospects, earn what you deserve, become well known, but you're not sure what to do and what steps you can take and what skills you can learn, then what I want to give you in this episode is an outline of the skills beyond tech skills to push you over the edge so you have sort of some next steps for the next six months a year five years to go from good to great things you can work on beyond just getting good at tech skills so that's what i want to give you and just real quick my own sort of personal experience with this i had a turning point with a client that was ultimately ended up being a turning point for me in my career and we were working on a project and we'd had a falling out and I'd got angry and I'd cut off in a, a meeting right in the middle of the meeting. It was a virtual Zoom meeting. And I just left right in the middle of the meeting and it was a Friday and they tried getting a hold of me. I didn't respond. I it went into the weekend. I didn't get a hold of anybody and, and come back. Came back on Monday and they I had calmed down and we had a meeting and it was really uh, they they were pretty much on the edge of letting me go as a developer. Uh, I'd been with them a long time, and it was really just sort of a turning point because it 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 was the moment that I kind of let go of my ego and and thinking that I knew what was best all the time, and, and letting that get in the way of just doing good work and. Once I was able to get over that, I was finally able to to just let go of this feeling that I constantly had to prove myself, which was driving all of this. Then I was, again, able to just focus on doing good work. And so that was a moment for me that was probably the most important moment in my coding career that had nothing to do with technology, had nothing to do with code, it had nothing to do with tech skills. And so, again, a lot of times, I think for most people the that moment or those moments or those skills are going to be things that have nothing to do with a line of JS code or (laughs) whatever it is so that's really why I want to get into this and that's what I want to want to dig into so I'm going to go through sort of what she said because I think it's really great and then I'm going to uh, then I'm going to go into a few things that that came up for me as I was going through it so One of the things, the the very first skill that she highlighted to go from good to great is meeting deadlines and estimating time to complete tasks. So she says, if you work at a company, you'll have to meet deadlines for your projects. This goes doubly so if you're at an agency or startup that has a fast pace of work. Knowing how long it will take you to finish a certain task and making sure that you finish by that time is super important. First off, true is probably the first thing or one of the first things that every client or anybody you work with, a project manager manager is going to ask you when you, you start working on a project is how long is it going to take? And for me, estimating the time a task is going to take is is really, really difficult because a lot of times you don't know everything that's involved. You don't know what you're going to be getting into. And so I think there's a couple things to keep in mind. First and foremost, just be transparent with whoever you're talking to and, and, and let them know A that estimating timelines like that is very difficult. If it is for you, like it is for me, just let them know Hey, that's the hardest part. I don't really know. And these three things are things that I'm not sure how exactly how to do them. So I don't know how long they're going to take. Hey, just be willing to be transparent uh, like that. Clients and, and coworkers, bosses will appreciate More you just being open with your communication and letting them know that that's more important uh, than probably anything else. So just be transparent with it. Another thing that I I learned early on, I had an experienced developer teach me was that you whatever time you think it's going to take you sit down, you think, okay, this is going to take me a week, double it. And and oftentimes even triple it. Now, you have to read your client or your coworker, your boss, or whatever situation you're in. You have to read them a little bit, okay? Because sometimes I had a client when I worked on the Ink Magazine project. If I would have done that, if I would have done the three times thing, he would have called BS right off the bat, okay? So there's certain clients where you can't necessarily do that, but you have to sort of push as much as you can because the last thing that you want, the thing you really need to avoid, is telling them it's going to take a week, and then it takes two weeks. If you consistently do that, it really doesn't matter how good of a job you do, uh, clients, bosses, etc. They're going to get frustrated. Okay, so you really want to try and always deliver before. Uh, the deadline that you set or when you say you're going to get something done. And one of the ways you do that is by pushing out that as much as you can within reason uh, on a particular item or particular project. The other side of that, of course, is being really efficient uh, in what you do. But don't just always rely on your own efficiency. Uh, Try to give yourself some leeway in there in case something comes up. So again, meeting deadlines and estimating timelines Another one: communicating with team members and clients. So she says, if a project you're working on is taking longer than you originally thought, or you see a red flag, tell either your project manager or your supervisor ASAP. The more notice your coworkers have to fix a problem, the less likely it will snowball into an all-out disaster. So I sort of, I, I sort of talked about this. the The biggest thing that you can do when it comes to be uh, when it comes to communication is just being transparent and, and being open. The people, 99% of people are going to appreciate that more than you trying to, you telling them something they want to hear. You may have a, that person from time to time that doesn't, that doesn't like that. And, and that's really on them. It's not on you. So next is knowing how to balance being perfect with being finished. So she says, we all want to write perfect, write perfect code and perfectly orga- organized project structures. But in the real world, things are always messier. You may have to compromise your preferences in order to get client approval or finish on time. No one likes to do this, but sometimes it's necessary. And again, I'll go back to what I talked about a few podcasts ago. One of the things that you can really do to help in this is is, is to understand and use the concept of MVP, which means minimum viable product. So starting out creating a a a product or a deliverable that is minimally viable it's viable it does what it's supposed to do it functions but it doesn't necessarily have all the bell, bells and whistles and so forth and so when you do that and you get the basic sort of function down then You can, you can kind of decide on when you're going to ship at varying levels of polish. And it's a lot easier conversation to have. It's a lot easier route to go than you have this one part of the application that's completely done and polished and looks great. But another part that you need in order for it to function isn't done. You're not going to, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to ship. So try to get the whole thing done functionally and then move into progressive sort of iterations. Uh, of of polish and that will allow you to be able to ship at sort of different points. All right, the final thing she says then, being able to explain techie things to non-techie people. So she says, at some point you'll have to explain why you can't do X, Y, or Z to your project manager or the client and just saying it won't work is not going to cut it. Learn how to explain technical topics or issues in an easy to understand way and your fellow team members will love you. And I'll just say from my own experience, This has been probably the thing that has allowed me more than anything else to continue to work with clients and what clients appreciate from me is I work a lot of the uh, projects I work on. I work with programmers that are heavy, super techie, uh, really hardcore programmers who have a hard time explaining why something doesn't work or why something needs to be done this way or that way to people who have no concept of code there's there's this gap and you'll find in a lot of companies a lot of scenarios that that's the case so if you can fill that gap if you can understand the really hardcore programmers and what they're trying to say and you can also understand the business side of things you can find a niche in that alone so And and even if you don't want to do that, just learning that skill as a hardcore programmer is going to make you more valuable as a programmer. It's going to sort of take you from good to great, All right? So those are Jessica's uh, thoughts on the whole thing. And again, I I highly recommend going over to Instagram, following her, the Coder Coder over there. So I had three additional things that for me have, have made a big difference in my career that i wanted to share with you as well so the first one is humility and i I alluded to this a little bit earlier but great developers know that there's tons of things that they don't know and that there's likely tons of other developers out there that are better than them so they remain humble and they remain patient when they're dealing with other developers and they readily admit their shortcomings the more humble that i've got in dealing with myself and dealing with other developers, but in particular for me in dealing with clients especially, the more humble and patient that I've become, the more that they've begin they've began to value me. So if you're that person that snaps really quickly on people or gets frustrated or irritated with, with people who don't understand what you're trying to say or what you're trying to do or why this or that, if you're that sort of person, then that's the maybe one of the big biggest things that you can work on is becoming more humble becoming more patient there's a lot of really smart people in in this industry uh, and smart people have a tendency to 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 get frustrated and 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 get short with people who aren't keeping up with what they're trying to say so uh, a lot of clients a lot of people that work in this industry are used to dealing with that. So if you're someone that comes in humble and patient, it really sets you apart. It allows you to 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 stand out in a way that it's difficult for a lot of other developers to stand out. It also makes you a better programmer and makes you a better person uh, in the end. All right, the next one sort of following on from, from that a little bit is focusing on your strengths. So, you know, knowing your shortcomings, but also knowing what you are really good at and going deep on that. So, for example, I'm not nearly as good of a coder as a lot of people out there. I, I readily admit that. There's I, I work with coders every day that are far better than I am. But I'm really good at understanding the business side of what a client is trying to do. I'm into that. I'm into marketing. I'm into the business I'm into sales, that sort of thing. And so, and and I run my own business. So I have an understanding of of what they're going through and what it's like for them. And so explaining things to them in a way that makes sense in a way that makes sense, not just they understand, but it makes sense in in the the scope of their business and why we might want to do this one thing versus that one thing because it's not not necessarily because it's better technically, but it's better for their business in the long term or something like that. And then being able to influence them in the best direction for what they ultimately want. So my approach in a lot of ways is is to out communicate other developers in order to compete. So Uh, it's not just the technical side of things. The third thing then is balance. So great developers know how to balance their lives and keep themselves in an optimal mental, emotional state to perform at a high level. They're the people that whenever they show up to a project, they're always ready to perform. They don't constantly have they don't constantly have sort of breakdowns or fits of anger or these, uh, you know, get caught up in some sort of emotional thing or, or work them overwork themselves or get caught in procrastination, right? They know how to deal with all of those things and they keep themselves in an optimal state so that they're always ready to perform. And a big way that they do that is by setting boundaries, by, by, by setting hard boundaries where they, they take care of their mental and emotional state, by taking breaks, by stepping away, by telling a client I have to stop or I need this amount of time, et cetera, to, in order to set those boundaries so that they, they keep their stam, stamina up as a result and that's what keeps them going and keeps them in that optimal state. So learning how to ride that fine balance between delivering, delivering in the way the client wants but also keeping yourself balanced, keeping yourself mentally healthy and emotionally healthy so that you can keep performing. All right. So those are seven different things that you can look at that are outside of the tech skills that, that uh, you can use to go from good to great as a developer. These are definitely things that are not overnight fixes. And so there are things you really have to dedicate yourself to if you really want to to make that switch or or continue down that path uh, from good to great. So I encourage you to do that. Now, one of the other things that great developers know is that our industry is ultimately a competition. It's a friendly one, but we're still competing for the same clients, the same jobs, the same projects, etc. So it it is a competition. And if you want to stay on top of your game, getting the best jobs and clients and earning what what you deserve, you have to constantly upgrade your skill set. You have to constantly uh, keep yourself at the top of your game and compete with everybody else who's who's also uh, out there learning all of those skills. And that's why great developers, they always tend to be ahead of the game when it comes to the latest technologies and frameworks because they pay attention and they stay on top of it And they invest in their continuous education because that's what keeps them competitive. That's also why I'm such a big fan of Skillshare because over there, you'll find over 28,000 courses, every kind of course that you could imagine from top professionals in graphic design, web development, business marketing, and more. It's all there and you can get access to it all for just $15 a month. So it's like the Netflix for learning. You pay a low monthly fee. You get access to everything. My entire curriculum's over there as well. So if you're interested in any of that, you can get access to it there as well. Anyway, as a teacher, I can offer you an exclusive two-month free trial of the site. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. That'll give you all the details on the free trial and how, how to sign up. Get in there. Start the trial. Take as many courses as you want. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it and, and, and you'll want to continue to invest in your, your long-term education and you'll stay a member. But if not, you can cancel anytime before the two months is up and you never pay a penny. So it's a pretty good deal, pretty good, pretty easy way to check it out and see if it's right for you. Anyway, again, the link is johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, that'll do it for this episode. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you liked the episode, I'd appreciate it if you like it. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that.